0: G'day, mate, 40 here. So I'm walking around Sydney Harbour, looking at Sydney Opera House, the beautiful Royal Botanical Gardens, listening to my Apple News Plus audio productions. This is what the half-Asian, half-white protagonist uh, reveals, about, uh, reveals about America. Very scary stuff here, guys. Uh, I need to provide warnings for you. I'm not sure you're gonna, you have to handle this.
1: Why does the half Asian, half white protagonist make us so anxious? Yeah. Written by Andrea Long Chu for New York Magazine. Narrated by Emily Wu Zeller. Please be advised this article contains racial slurs.
0: Oh no. It only takes a few years.
1: An economic catastrophe brings on the partial collapse of American society. As the nation recovers, an ascendant right wing blames the crisis on China. In the years following, the United...
0: And for absolutely no reason whatsoever. It's not like China did anything wrong with regard to COVID or any of its policies. Just for no reason whatsoever, an ascendant right wing just blames China. Sad.
1: The United States is rebuilt as an authoritarian nation under the Preserving American Culture and Traditions Act.
0: Wow, that sounds awful. The Preserving America Cultures and Traditions Act. Well, in reflection... It's an act that probably sounds good for some people and bad for other people. So who would have thought that uh, different legislation might impact some people's positively and other people's negatively? So this article seems to be saying that uh, some of politics at least is a zero sum game. Who would have thought that? I certainly wouldn't. So an ascendant right wing taking power in America with a kind of a anti-China bias and tries to preserve American traditions. It's, it's very scary stuff.
1: Colloquially known as PACT, an expansive law that allows the government to ban books, monitor private citizens, and disappear political dissidents, all in the name of preventing the spread of un-American views.
0: Yeah, I'm really sure that's just uh, right around the corner. Man, the Republicans are sure are scary, right? Wanting <laughs> to intrude on our private speech like this
1: a category that grows broader by the month, appearing sympathetic to China.
0: Well, look, there are situations where you do want to restrict speech. Right? There are situations when you want to enhance the power of tradition and community, where you want to world people together rather than encourage people to divide up. So diversity means you know, the less we have in common, the better. I don't know anyone, though, who's calling for this kind of legislation
1: appearing insufficiently anti-China, having any doubts about anything American, having any ties to China at all, no matter how many generations.
0: Right, so there would be some outside context, right, that would play a role here. This would depend on how China operates. Right? The reason that this anti-China sentiment is because of concrete things that China has done that have hurt other people. China is very unpopular in the world. It's not just some right-wing racist thing to hate China. Plenty of people on the left hate China.
1: It's past. This is fiction, obviously. Even as it clearly brings to mind Japanese incarceration and the rise of McCarthyism. as
0: No, it doesn't bring to mind Japanese incarceration. There's nothing like that. Right? Japanese Americans who lived on the West Coast were told that they either had to move or that they would be put in relocation camps. Right. People's private conversations were, were not monitored to, to this extent. There wasn't you know, any kind of uh, overall social crackdown, anything equivalent to what this novel describes. So it's a pretty normal response when your country goes to war with country B. Right? Members of your country A who have ethnic, racial, religious, cultural ties to country B are going to come under suspicion
1: well as the wave of racist attacks on people of Asian ancestry since the pandemic began.
0: Okay, these racist attacks have been part of America's huge boom in crime since George Floyd died, right? And there's been one primary group of super predators who's been carrying out these crimes, and Asian Americans are still the safest of any major racial ethnic group in America, right? They are less likely to suffer from violent crime than any other racial group in America. But in America today, we're strongly incentivized to maximize a sense of victimhood and grievance. So the American thing now is to proclaim how much of a victim you are, to proclaim your grievances against the white Christian majority.
1: The book in question is Our Missing Hearts, the third novel from author Celeste Ng, about a 12-year-old boy named Bird Gardner whose mother... A Chinese American poet abandoned him and his white father three years before. Ings' little mixed race hero doesn't speak Cantonese and doesn't seem to eat Chinese food or know any Asian people.
0: So I am one sixteenth Chinese, so I have not suffered to my knowledge from you know being stereotyped as Chinese. My father was one eighth Chinese, and the other kids would call him Chinky. And my father suffered enough. From these slurs that he was very sensitive about them. All right? He was very sensitive about people knowing that he was one-eighth Chinese. So to my father, growing up in Australia in the 1930s and 40s, being known as part Chinese was not a positive thing, and then his mother, who was one-quarter Chinese, she wore extensive makeup, did absolutely everything she could to try to disguise the fact that she was since then, this is now. We're all about the love and tolerance, radical love and inclusion. We're a multicultural, diverse society.
1: But his appearance alone, the tilt of his cheekbones, the shape of his eyes, is enough to subject Bird to the unifying existential threat faced by anyone who might seem Chinese. This spectacularly anti-Asian version of the United States betrays a new, more openly political ambition on Ng's part. Whereas her previous work focuses on the experience of Asian Americans, she is now trying to write about Asian America itself.
0: How the brave. problem
1: is that such a thing may not exist. It remains a very open question whether...
0: Okay, does Asian America exist? Okay. I think it's a category that uh, has some use, some utility. All right, a category doesn't have to be you know, 100% accurate, you know, profound, and life-changing to have some
1: advantages. That the disparate immigrant populations huddled under the umbrella of Asian-American, a term coined by student activists at Berkeley in 1968, have enough in common.
0: And think about how grateful we are that we get all these hyphenated American identities. I right, Think about how much better off we are. You know, with Asian American, Black American, and Jewish American, you know, dividing America up into more and more disparate groups, so that we're less and less able to have a public, to have, you know, a communal sense. But instead, you know, we celebrate that uh, we have so very little in common. Wow, that's really helped this country. Thank you. Thank you so much. Come on now.
1: common now to justify a shared politics or even a shared identity nobody most of all asian americans really believes that asian america actually exists contends the journalist jake
0: okay so jewish american that doesn't really exist for some people because they if they're living it from the inside they think oh there are so many different kinds of jews you know jewish just has no meaning And if you're asian american i can imagine that there's so many different types of asian identity that you think uh, Oh, Asian identity just just doesn't have any objective meaning, but from an outside perspective, all right, it does does have meaning for people, right? We only have so much energy, right, so many mental resources, and so we develop categories and stereotypes to kind of economize on our thinking, to you know have broadly. Useful ways of understanding the world.
1: Oh, Kang in his 2021 polemic, "The Loneliest Americans."
0: How oh, how they suffer for
1: Kang,
0: Asian The loneliest Americans. Gosh, that sounds really tough. I mean, Asian Americans the least likely to be victims of crime. They earn more money than any other racial group. They save more money. They live longer lives. They have more educational and social success. But uh, poor dears, they are the the loneliest Americans. How awful.
1: Identity is a fantasy created by striving Asian professionals eager to reap the spoils of full whiteness while hiding behind a relatively mild, disorganized form of oppression that pales, literally, in the face of the systemic violence.
0: Okay, so everyone in the West today wants to grab onto the title of oppression. Oh, how we've suffered. That's the the way to get status and prestige and power, is to compete in the suffering sweepstakes. Everyone's got to do it, man.
1: ...visited on black Americans. There are still only two races in America, black and white, he declares. Everyone else is part of a demographic group headed in one direction or the other. What interests me here is not Kang's argument, per se. He is not the most persuasive writer on the subject, only the loudest. But rather the fact that both he and Ng, arguably two of the most prominent Asian-American authors working today, end up placing their ideas on the shoulders of a mixed-race child.
0: This is from New York Magazine. What about the half-Asian, half-white protagonist in novels? What that reveals about Asian-American anxiety.